0: Verses 7 to 11. And if you'd like to follow along, uh, you can find that in the Seat Bibles on page 1220. 1 Peter chapter 4 verses 7 to 11. The end of all things is near, therefore be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength that God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power for ever and ever. Amen. Amen. Andy,
1: thanks very much for reading for us. Well, well, um, anything could happen now. Now, so, um, I wonder if the children want to come to the front so that, um, and the camera's going to zoom in as best it can, um, which means that when it all goes horribly wrong, uh, the maximum number of people are going to be able to see. So, ch- uh, if any of the children want to come and sit uh, on, the, um, on the carpet here... It always goes wrong. Yeah, I know. It doesn't always go wrong. No, I know, but it probably will this time. I don't know what to do. So, the, um, if you've ever played this game, then you will know that you move all the way around and everyone's got a little mouse piece. And if at some point a mouse should land on this... Um, uh, square here. Um, then you're under the mousetrap and somebody else gets uh, to pull back this stop sign uh, and set the mousetrap going. Uh, and then it does some complicated things and happens. Now, who who feels responsible enough to pull back uh, the uh, the doodah? Do you, can you do it? Have you done it before? Yeah, because I have the newer of the Excellent, you've got the new... Which is probably a lot better than this. Okay. Um, uh, great. So. So okay. No, no 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 no. We're gonna build up the we're gonna build up the drama. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. So we're gonna pull this thing back, uh, and then as best you are, you're gonna be able to see everything happening. Okay. Where you go. Work. So there it goes. Well, wow. uh, now, at this point, you may well be asking yourselves, what has this got to do with 1 Peter chapter 4? And that would be a very good question, because that is exactly what I hoped you'd be thinking at this stage. Um, and what I'd love to do is do a little bit of thinking with you about why uh, this does help us to understand what is going on uh, in 1 Peter uh, chapter 4. Um, Because the verse that I want us to focus on uh, is just one verse from 1 Peter chapter 4, uh, which says this, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Now you see, in a sense... Um, When those people arrived this morning, they got given a gift. Not a very special gift, but it was a gift in this envelope. Um, And what they then needed to do is to use that gift. If they'd kept the gift to themselves, if they'd not come forward and put it in the box so it could be used, then this would never have worked. So each person who received a gift needed to keep it safe and then to bring it to the front and then to put it to use in order that our mousetrap game uh, could work. Because without the pieces being used, never would have happened. So a steward is like somebody who keeps stuff safe. But of course... Uh, You've got to also be willing to have things used as well. See, a steward isn't like a curator in a museum. You know how it is. you go to a museum and you see lots of things in display cases? Um, I've got a picture of a guitar in a display case. Now, you can look at the guitar, but no one gets to play it. No one gets to use it because it's just stuck there behind glass in a museum. Well, a steward's not like that. A steward takes the things that they've been given and wants them to be used. Wants to put them to use. But a steward also is a faithful steward who uses things the way things are supposed to be used. See, they're not like some kind of budget man um, who uses stuff just however they want. See, it'd be funny, wouldn't it, to use a saw to cut up an apple That would be funny, wouldn't it? Or to use a vacuum cleaner to try and clean up the lawn. That would be really weird, wouldn't it? Because you'd be using something for the wrong reason, in the wrong way. Well, a faithful steward doesn't use that. A faithful steward takes the gift that they've been given and uses it as God intends. The way that God tells us to use our gifts. Over these coming weeks, we're going to think about the way that God entrusts us with all sorts of stuff. He entrusts us with our homes, He entrusts us with money, He entrusts us with friendships, He gives us voices. He gives us time. He gives us skills and he gives us abilities. And God wants all of those things to be put to use in his service. And a faithful steward is somebody who looks at what they've been given, looks at the things that God has given to them as gifts and thinks, how would he have me use them? to serve other people. Because just like this mousetrap, people here today, all of us here today who are Christian believers, we all have gifts that God has entrusted to us. But he doesn't want us to, to keep them to ourselves. If people kept these things, then the mousetrap would never have worked. And if we hang on to our gifts and don't put them to use, then church isn't what church is supposed to be. It's hard at first, wasn't it, when you got given one of these funny things. You know, maybe if, you, if you'd come to the front and you didn't know what this game was and you'd been given this funny bit of plastic and you thought, oh, funny bit of plastic. What's that for, really? It's just a silly little bit of plastic. Not really important, is it? And it's easy to think... The gift I've been given is not very important. It doesn't really matter that much. But then when you see the mousetrap working, you realize, oh, yeah, no, it really does matter. That bit's missing, doesn't work. Well, in a similar kind of way, you and I have gifts, and we might think, oh, it's not a very important gift. I don't get to stand up front. Uh, I don't get to be able to organize a Beeson project like Leon. So I, I don't feel very important. I don't, I don't feel very significant here. I just feel like a silly little bit of plastic, but we don't realize that actually each part has been arranged by God just the way He intends uh, to make sure uh, that church works just the way that He intends, and each one of us has a gift. It's, it's not that you know there, there's this side of the church over here. All, all you've got gifts and all of you haven't. And so all these people over here with the gifts have to use them to serve all the rest of us. No, 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 each one, the verse says, each of you should use whatever gift you've received uh, to serve others. But perhaps you're thinking, uh, you know, it's not quite like this, is it? Maybe you're thinking to yourselves, do you know, there are lots of gifts in the church that are not being used. Because there are some people who are not very keen to use their gifts and are keeping them to themselves. And maybe there are other people who aren't helped by the church to use their gifts. And those of us in leadership not doing a very good job in helping people use their gifts. So loads of gifts not being used. But church still seems to muddle along. So it's not quite the same where every piece is vital. It's not quite like that. And I think you'd be right. But I've got another illustration, which I hope will help us to see why it's so important that we all use the gifts that God has given us and are good stewards of it. And this is an even higher risk strategy illustration. Um, And to help me do it, I need all of you to go back and uh, sit in your seats now. That would be great. Thank you. Oh, thank you very much. Um, And I also need as many of these central block of chairs to be filled as possible. So if any of you are willing, uh, who are sat across in the sides, to come and fill in some of these uh, empty chairs, that would be a great help to me. Uh, Because for a reason that will soon become clear, I need all of these central chairs to have somebody sat in them. So if anyone on the side is willing to do that, that would be lovely. still some empty chairs. So if um, anyone can fill in all those empty chairs, that would be a great help to me. Now, um, for this next bit of illustration, David and Gideon are going to deliver a pile of paper uh, to the people who are sat uh, in the row of chairs over there on my right. Um, and I just want you to hang on to them for the moment. Okay. And there are a pile of papers, and in a moment I'm going to ask you to pass them along the row, uh, right the way across to the other side. There are 12 bits of paper, so each of the 12 people sat there ought to end up with one piece of paper. And it's quite important, no, it is hugely important, um, that you take the one that has the right number on it. So 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. And each of them have got a number on them. Okay, And you need to get the right number. Okay? They're in the right order, so it's not super hard. Um, you just need to take one and pass it on, really. Um, and in fact, you could start doing that. Uh, just take one uh, that is the right number for you and pass it on across the row. Now, once you've got a piece of paper, you will discover that on one side... Um, It has got a number written in pencil. Okay, so I've got a piece of paper like this, um, and on the other side, some have things on both sides, some don't. Don't don't worry about that. But find the number, little pencil number. Okay, and don't do this just yet. I'm going to I'm going to talk you through it. Can't believe I'm doing this. Okay, so you need to hold the piece of paper with the number at the top facing you. Okay, got that? Hold the piece of paper with the number at the top facing you. And then in a moment, what I'm going to ask you to do is I'm going to ask you to 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 hold it like that to stand up and turn round. Don't do it yet. To stand up and turn round um, and then you're going to hold it kind of like that uh, Okay, facing the back. Okay? Now. Oh, um, and you need to shuffle together. Okay? Because you're a bit too far apart. So we'll have to sort of squeeze into the middle a bit um, as well. Um, it would help if all the bits of paper were at the, roughly the same height. So if you happen to be particularly small, you could maybe stand on a chair. Um, okay? In a moment when we get there. Okay? Now. If this this is quite high strategy. Oh, I've got a question. I can't bear this. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. So. So here I am looking at my number, and I turn round, and my number stays at the top, still facing me. Okay. Thank you. I'm glad somebody's looking looking out. Watching my back. Okay, so, if this works as is intended, then in a moment, uh, with our new high-tech camera, gazing down upon us, we will see an image. Uh, And the image that we will see is this one. I think. Oh, we're going to see it. Flip back to that. Yeah, the image we're going to see is that one. Okay? Now, some of you will know what this image is and some won't. It comes from the First World War... Uh, and the caption that went with it was, your country needs you. Because the idea was that in the First World War war effort, um, everyone needed to pull together. Everyone needed to do their bit uh, in the war effort. Okay? Um, and we'll do a little bit of thinking about why that is a good image in relation to stewardship. Okay, we're ready to give this a go. What could go wrong? Okay, so, hold the piece of paper, number towards you, uh, stand up, turn around, shuffle together, shuffle together into the middle, into the middle, into the middle, so you're slightly close to the person, okay? Um, and then hold it up and angle it towards the camera. Just, yeah. As I thought, that's crystal clear. Um, Oh, wait a minute, it's coming together, it's coming together. Shovel sh- slightly, slightly closer together. Do you want to zoom out a bit? Yeah, that, that's made it very clear. Oh, 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 my... Keep, keep getting closer together. Yeah, okay, so it didn't really work, did it? Um... Okay, well, I'll tell you what. um, Let's try one other thing then. Um, Now, keeping the number at the top, hold your piece of paper up again. Hold your piece of paper up again. Well, it's better that time. Um, Hold your piece of paper up again, and keeping the number at the top, turn it over. Keeping the number at the top. Uh, Nearly nearly because you can see very and a very obvious cross there can't you (laughs) so do take a seat The tricky thing with that particular illustration is that it wasn't rehearsable <laughs> um, without asking a hundred of you to come in or 120 of you to come in um, and play um, it looked really good on the floor um, but you don't know that okay so um, why have we gone through this very peculiar uh, uh, little uh, little idea well In a sense, what I was trying to show with that was that in order for the image to be clear, uh, everyone needed to have their piece of paper and be ready to use it, to hold it up. Now, if maybe 20 people in the central aisles had decided, you know, I really can't be bothered with this, it's a bit of a faff, maybe 20 of you did and I didn't notice, Um, and you just stayed sitting down and said, I'm not playing. Well, we'd still have seen an image, but it wouldn't have been as clear an image uh, as it was when everybody's there. In the same way when they do it at a big football ma- match uh, and they have thousands. Um, well, even if a few people are not willing to stand up and join in, the image is still clear. But it would be really, really clear if everyone played their part. Well, church is a bit like that. Uh, And the reason I wanted us to finish with the cross is because God calls us to be a people who serve. Who who serve one another within the church, but also serve the world outside. And who serve as Christ has served us. And if all of us take and use our gifts, the gifts that God has given us, to serve him in the way that he intends, then the picture that church presents of Christ-like love will be very, very clear. If only half of us do that, or if only a third of us do that, then there'll still be some Christ-like love, visible, but it won't be nearly as clear. So what God calls us to is that each one of us should use whatever gift we've received to serve other people. And when a church does that, when individuals are good stewards, faithful stewards, of the gifts that God has given them, and uses, use them together then church will much more clearly be what God intends it to be. A community that demonstrate the love of God to one another and to the world outside. That's what being a faithful steward is all about. Um, let me pray for us, um, and then I'm going to hand over to Rachel who will lead us into a final song. Uh, Father God, how kind you have been to us in granting us gifts, Uh, We looked at that poster, um, Your Country Needs You. Well, Lord God, you don't need us. Uh, You can accomplish your purposes because you are mighty and powerful to act. Uh, But you have chosen in your grace, in your kindness, uh, to grant to us gifts, to include us uh, as uh, members of the body of Christ. It is your gift and your blessing to us uh, to grant that. Uh, Father, help us uh, to be faithful stewards of the gifts that you have given us, uh, that we might serve you as you intend, uh, that we might display the grace of Christ to one another uh, and to the world in which you've placed us, Uh, to your great glory, uh, to Christ's uh, honor and praise. Uh, And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Rachel.